0: What's up, Anchor? It's Monday. Good morning. This is Lori, a.k.a. Loretta Child, sex reporter and co-host of the Insatiable podcast with Smiley. So I got some responses to a colon that I actually posted on Friday over the weekend. And, you know, why not? I'm just going to spill it over into today and make that the question of the day for a second time. Previously on Insatiable. The question for today is where is the craziest place that you've had sex? and was it good or bad i think because everybody has a different definition of normal and crazy basically anything outside of the bed in the bedroom uh probably can qualify as crazy first up to answer the question of the day is jasmine
1: Hey Lori, Jasmine from the Black Girl Experience. I wanted to call in and comment on the question of the day about the craziest place I ever had sex. Um, These places aren't really crazy to me, but I mean, these are places that are not in the bedroom. So the first place is the movie theater. Obviously, we were all the way up at the top and it was like pretty much an empty theater. So that was crazy. Um, obviously I've had sex in the car before, but what was crazy about that is that the police actually had pulled up on us right when we were pulling our pants up and they actually wrote us a ticket for being in the park after dark. So that was crazy. And then, um, the last one I would say on a balcony at a hotel in Myrtle beach. So those are my three crazy places.
0: You know, the movie theater has always been kind of like a secret fantasy of mine, but I've never been in a position where it was even possible. First of all, because the theater is like never empty enough. Maybe I'm just too scared. And secondly, because some of the theaters that I go to are just not like if it's too nasty in the theater, I don't even want to think about that. And then lastly, because movies are fucking expensive these days, like. If I'm gonna pay that much money to go to a movie, I'm probably gonna want to watch it. That's all I'm saying. And it's been a while since I've been to a movie that was like so fucking boring that I wouldn't want to like actually see what was going on. So, but I, like I said, secret fantasy of mine. So I'm very happy for you that you that you were uh, able to accomplish that. And as for like cops who actually will write tickets to people who are obviously just like you know trying to get it, get it on somewhere or whatever. I don't understand that. Like, why can't they just let people have their fun? I get that. Like, maybe they don't want to have to deal with, you know, if they don't ever police an area, then maybe a bunch of people just start showing up and having sex in that area. Like, I get that that might become a problem. But in general, it's like you see one car, like a couple's just doing their thing. Like, just let them go. You know, like, come on. Anyway, thank you for sharing those stories. Next up to answer the question is Kelton from Heated.
2: What is up, Laurie? This is Kelton from Heated. Just calling in on the regards of your question of the day. I thought it was a very cool question of the day, and I'm going to answer it personally. So the day that took place of the craziest place that I've had sex, the day was actually Australia Day. So I am from Australia, and if you don't know what Australia Day is, it's basically like uh, the 4th of July, but down under. No pun intended. So we were down by the river uh, on some rocks, and there must have been maybe, you know, a thousand people down at the down at the river and the park section that we were at. Um, it's a very, very popular spot for fishing and jet skiing and all that kind of stuff. I had a pair of shorts on, so easy, easy to slip out of. And she had a skirt on. So she sat on my lap and the rest is history, I guess. Probably a bit risky, but hey, you only live once. This is Kelton from Heated and Flame Out.
0: I could be wrong, but I always feel like there's a little exhibitionist in all of us. I mean, there's a thrill in being able to do something so intimate in a place where, you know, other people could possibly realize it, but they don't. So that sounds pretty hot. Did you guys like try to find at least a semi-private spot though, or were you really just among a thousand other people? Also, do you guys do fireworks like we do on July 4th? Because if you did, that would be pretty fucking awesome too. Next up to talk about the craziest place he's had sex is Dewan.
3: Craziest place I have had sex. Outside, um, in front of a school building. Yes. (laughs) Now, it may sound crazy to you, but it was summertime, for one. So there was no school taking place. And it was a moment of... Actually... It was it wasn't spur of the moment necessarily It had something I've been egging on uh, my lover with at the time. We did it. It was fun, but I was kind of um, <laughs> it's kind of an asshole about it, but it was fun. No, 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 no. It was fun with that. We tried doing it before, but I got irritated because she was too scared. So she uh, built up the courage. And better believe I was like a one minute man, <laughs> you can't have no session in front of a school like that. That's just not right.
0: I have so many questions. Like, why specifically did you guys want to have sex in front of that school building? Did it matter that it was a school or just that it was a public place? School is pretty interesting because I bet a lot of people wouldn't mind if they haven't done it already. So go back into the school setting and, like, you know, have, like, a school experience, like, in the classroom maybe Um, You know, doing a little role playing or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know if I'd ever have the courage to try to get away with something like that either. So I'm loving these colons, by the way, people like um, just listening to how daring everybody is. And I feel like we should all have at least a few experiences or one or two experiences like this in a lifetime. So last week, we also talked about whether men and women can truly be friends like platonic friends and we have a few more colons on that
3: really quick this is E for energy and i'm calling in regards to the question of the day about men and women being friends i know Lori has probably already addressed the the extremes and how she doesn't fall in the, between those um when it comes to me i've had this conversation with another anchor person and men and women can actually be friends now the ulterior motive can always throw things off but me personally one of my best friends is a female or a woman or however she wants to be (laughs) defined but I don't have any necessarily ulterior motives I've never smashed and it's just more rewarding when the boundaries are set and you know what the situation is and then you can just do the best for that person you want the best for that person and they want the best for you and you might even get a wii u out of
0: it great peace yeah you know i mentioned the other day that my best friend is a guy and he's like my brother you know the the ulterior motive thing is not even a question um between us i've known him for so long it's just like i mean we've been through a lot together we tell each other everything he's like my true friend you know and i feel like we're, we can be really lucky to have those kinds of relationships in our lives that really just are not about anything except two people just being there for each other, and like you know, and it's different than family too because even though you treat them like family, they're your friend by choice. You know what I'm saying? He never got me no Wii U though, so it sounds like your friend is better.
3: Yeah, you can truly be friends cause unless she if she ain't sexually attracted to you, ain't nothing gonna go down like drain though. It ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it might be harder if it's a physical attraction, but yeah, it, women can put you in a friend zone for years. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, I mean, it depends on them. It depends on you. It depends on the situation. It depends on variables and other things. You know what I mean? Like, if you got, I mean, it depends. If you're a hot guy to keep hot girlfriends as 10s and you got girlfriends as friends, they're going to want to try and test the waters. You know what I mean? Depending on you, it's a combination of everything. It's like a gumbo pot. But yeah, it's plenty of women that got men out there that's just homies and plenty of men that got women in the friend zone too. Because they're not that attractive, they're just cool. So it depends on the variable of other things
0: though, but anybody can in that friend zone. You feel me? King Uptown 79 holla at me one piece. The friend zone's kind of tricky because when a person, man or woman, refers to being in the friend zone, it's usually against their will and it's because their affection just isn't returned by the other person. So of course, like that can eventually lead to neither party wanting anything. But people tend to, you know, still try when they're in the friend zone, I guess. And to me, it's like, if you're trying to get with me, you're not my friend, you know, like you might be fun to hang out with and whatever, but that's not what friends are. So um, that's just that's just my opinion, though. Um, And I think a lot of people who see women. Or members of the opposite sex as just opportunities to have sex, then it is a little harder to truly befriend them. There's actually this thing called the ladder theory that I read once upon a time a long time ago, which said that um, women have like a friend ladder and a sex ladder and men can go on either side. But they don't really cross over and that men only have one ladder and that's the sex ladder. And there's just like varying degrees to which to how much they want to have sex with the people that they see. I don't know if there's truth to that. I mean, it's it's kind of a funny theory for a good laugh. But the suggestion there is basically that given the chance a man will fuck you so long as he's not so like unattracted to you that he doesn't even want to touch you, which basically implies that men can never really be friends with women but which you know obviously based on this entire conversation we're having i don't really agree with but it is funny to think about like the differences between the way men and women's brains work and i'm actually i would actually be curious to hear what you guys think about that back on the mic is kelton from heated to tell us more about his adventure on australia day
2: Just to follow up, no, we did not find any private kind of spot whatsoever. It was in the middle of a thousand people and you know there was crazy fireworks. It will forever be a great memory. And thank you for posting my call in. Flame out.
0: Back to the subject of men and women being friends. We have Jasmine calling in with a different perspective.
1: Good morning, Lori. I wanted to call in and comment on the topic about men and women being just friends. I had this conversation before with some people and I don't think that I have any platonic male friends. Like at one point or another, every guy has like, you know, tried to like make that move or tried to push the envelope. And, um, even guys that I've known forever, like went to middle school with, went to elementary with, at some point, they're like, I, I always liked you. I was always attracted to you. I, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I honestly feel like you cannot because men are always going to be sexually attracted <laughs> for whatever reason. That's just my personal opinion. That's interesting. I do know a lot of women who feel
0: similarly. And form stronger friendship bonds with other women and stuff. I think for me, it might have been because I went through a significant part of my childhood as a tomboy. I played sports, and so I just sort of. I actually sometimes, um, even though I do have some very close female friendships that I'm that I cherish a lot, they're usually like one-on-one friendships, um, and I don't have like groups of women friends. Whereas, like, I bond pretty well with guys because I don't know like, somehow. Um, the way I think is kind of masculine sometimes and like I, I see their perspective or whatever. So there can be like, you know, we chill and we do stuff that has nothing to do with sexual attraction. And of course, like there are times when the guys might be, you know, eventually like something happens or um, they might be attracted to me. But I find that usually if the friendship's strong enough, once people get over that and there's no ulterior motive anymore, then a friendship can exist. And those friendships can be, like, some of the best friendships ever. Um, Aside from the best friend that I mentioned already, I have some, I have, like, several guy friends that are close to being, like, family, like, my best friends. And, um, you know, I, like... They, they have relationships with many other women that I advise them on and there's like no sense whatsoever of ever there being something between us. So um, I think like as long as pe- both people are committed to being friends, it can happen. But I mean, maybe not for everyone. There's also this like a unique dynamic that can happen between platonic male and female friends that can't happen with man-on-man friendships and like woman-on-woman friendships. So like... What I find, for example, is that when you are friends with somebody of the same gender, like there's an expectation of solidarity, which for people like me can be a little too much or high maintenance sometimes. Like, for example, when I'm friends with other women, um, women like to, you know, when other women vent to me about men, um, they expect me to be on board with them and to be like, yeah, yeah, men are shit and whatever. And I'm not that I don't I'm not built like that. So I'm just the type of person will be like, well, I don't know. It's kind of your fault. And I don't really agree with you. So maybe you should like calm down a little bit or whatever. And they don't like that because then it's like I'm betraying my my gender. You see what I'm saying? Whereas if um, and I think men do the same thing to each other, like if a guy's complaining about his girl to his boys then his boys are almost like required to egg him on and be like yeah whatever she's a bitch or whatever like you know i mean well hopefully not saying that because you shouldn't disrespect a woman you're still with like that but you know there is a certain amount of like guys just like friends will tell each other what they want to hear because sometimes like they're going to each other for comfort and not necessarily a solution whereas um, when you have like a male-female platonic friendship, you can offer each other a different perspective and be more open to it. So I find that like my closest male friends will come to me. They'll talk about women, and I don't. They don't expect me to take their side. They expect me to give them a perspective that maybe their boys aren't telling them. So I'll be like, you know what? Women sometimes think like this. Maybe you should consider it this way. And they're like, oh, oh, that's cool. Like coming from a girl, like I get it. Now I understand. Um, and they don't. They don't get upset about that. And I'm sure. Um, they they do the same for me too. I'll go to them and talk to them about men, and they'll tell me what you know they think the guy is thinking. And they're not always right, but it's just cool to have that like back and forth. Whereas if I went to women about the same issue, they'll just like tell me try to reinforce what they already think I think, which doesn't really help the situation. You know what I mean? And I'm not the type of person to like complain endlessly about something that I can't fix or that I don't understand. I'm the type of person to like approach everything with logic. So I kind of prefer that dynamic where. I have friends that are more like directly truthful and not necessarily just like a support network. Um, And I and I have this like maybe habit of being almost too independent and just like solving my own problems. So I don't necessarily like look for that dynamic of the big group of girlfriends who are all like, you know, in the group chat trying to tell me that like some guy that I'm dealing with is bullshit or whatever. I'd rather just have somebody be like, oh, you know, you're just thinking about it from a female perspective. And here's the male perspective. So anyway that's my long winded way of saying that there is uh, a special value to those like cross gender um, platonic relationships. Now, this topic kind of has me thinking too. I'm thinking of two specific instances for both like one for men and one for women, where the opposite gender's perspective can really help. So In the case of men for example i know that um men will support each other and back each other up because it's like the guy code so for example if you have a friend and he cheats on his girl no matter what you think about his cheating if you think he's the worst person ever that's your friend and you got to take his side and if his girl calls you you're required to lie on his behalf i mean i'm not saying all men adhere to the code but that is generally the code um, and I get it. I get the code. And actually, for my guy friends, I probably, I mean, if if it's like one of my best friends, I would probably lie for him, you know, um, and hopefully I'll never be put in a situation like that. I would lie for him and then go to him and tell him he ain't shit. Like, I would just tell him to, straight to his face. But that's the difference. Like, I think that for guys, they would just adhere to the guy code and just let the guy do whatever he wants because that's the guy code and he's just doing his thing and you're his friend. So it's your job to support him. Whereas as a woman... Or as a person who can possibly see from the perspective of the woman he's betraying, I will, you know, um, do my best to adhere to the friend code, but then as his friend, go to him and tell him straight up like, yo, you're doing some fucked up shit right now and you made me lie for you. So that is not okay. You know what I'm saying? And I'll tell him and I'll give him ways other solutions that don't include being a bad human being. Women also expect you to take their side if you're also a woman. And this applies to like, you know, um, like, for example, they get into a fight and there's like some clash of ideologies with their significant other. So they always will vent to you. And then you're basically the, the unspoken girl code is that you're supposed to be like, yeah, you know, you're right. He ain't, you know, he's wrong, blah, blah, blah. He's mistreating you and to commiserate with them for moral support. And that is the sort of like unspoken word but then that kind of thing often leads to more conflict in their lives so for me i step back and i'm like look i want the best for my for my girls you know what i'm saying i want their their relationships to work out so my first whenever my friends come to me with these issues my first thing is like what do you want from this like are you is this a deal breaker are you unhappy with this person because if this person is making you miserable i will be here for you all day and i will plot out your escape from the situation but if what you want is to work the shit out then i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna tell talk you through the shit that i think is going wrong and i might disagree with you you know what i mean and that actually breaks the girl code and i've had friends come to me um actually i have this one friend who we we talk a lot we tell each other everything she's one of my best friends you know and she'll um come to me every time something that her significant other does like that pisses her off and i will often be like well maybe you're acting a little irrational or whatever but i don't say it disrespectfully of course i'm like well maybe he's thinking this maybe you could try talking to him this way because i know at the end of the day she doesn't want to leave him she's just like upset about different things that he does And one time um, she got like, you know, she got into a fight with him and um, she said some things that were like, you know, a little stronger than she meant them or whatever. And um, I didn't egg her on. I was just trying to calm her down and I wasn't trying to get involved at all, to be honest. And at one point, you know, she got kind of tipsy and she actually pointed at my face and was like, you never take my side. You always take his side. And I don't think she meant it literally, but I think that it came from some truth within her where she felt like as a friend, I didn't support her enough. Because when she comes to me with these problems, I'm not like gung-ho like, yeah, you know, it's all him. It's not your fault at all. You're, you know, you're completely in the right. So, you know, there is that sort of like weird tension because I don't adhere to the girl code. So I guess what I'm saying is if all you do is have friends around you who who are the same gender and who are going by the guy code or the girl code you're never going to hear truth from people and you're never going to have someone who's truly an advocate that's on your side that wants the best outcome for you not just to give you moral support and tell you shit that you want to hear this was kind of long and rambly but if you're still listening to the segment let me know what you think about girl code and guy code whichever one it is that applies to you do you think that it's productive do you think that there's value in it i think there is um but i don't think it's the only thing that we should have in our lives next up we have a colon from the man of seal about the craziest places he's had sex hey what up um
2: craziest places uh the aquarium and out in the field in the rain which was funny and london underground late night last train and all that business Crazy night out, you just go with the flow in it. So we went with the flow. We were in the London Underground on the platform. Same thing with the aquarium. Just ran into a disabled toilet and just did what we had to do. So um, I find sex outside the bedroom a lot more exciting anyway than in the bedroom. It's that whole thrill of possibly getting caught. It's an adrenaline rush. It just adds to the excitement
0: yeah outside the bedroom is great um although rain sex sounds a little like it's probably better in movies than in real life i don't know maybe rain is different outside of new york but when it rains in new york it's cold as shit and it's dirty and generally unpleasant so unless you're like in the confines of like a car or some temperature controlled environment it's not exactly ideal (laughs) the subway is also a little dirty with the rats and stuff um inside the subway themselves there's no rats but you know you can come across the occasional homeless person who's sleeping in there so it depends that could be tricky um but if you could pull it off i could see the exhibitionist side you know enjoying something like that and um the aquarium just sounds freaking dope so thanks for sharing